All right. Welcome back. I am so excited about this episode. It's going to be brief, but I pray that it actually is filled with content and inspiration that gets you focused on setting and creating some habits that will change your life too. Hey friends, this is Rachel Mitchell and this is Living on Mission podcast, the podcast for women who want to live out their faith in all areas of life and not just in the church pew on Sunday. I'm a homeschool mama of two who is building a thriving wellness business from my kitchen table and I am passionate about discipling my family and other women in their faith. Every day is an adventure that we get to live out with Jesus. So let's go, my friend. I am so excited that you're here. So last week on my Instagram page, just my personal Rachel J. Mitchell page, I made a reel and it simply said seven habits that changed my life. And I got so much feedback from that and response from that, that I just decided to make this into a podcast episode uh, that you could listen to and hear my heart and hear my encouragement and also hear my story and how God brought me to this place. Because while you watch me now and you see me having an early morning routine, you see me talking about healthy habits, you see me just really, really, really eager and hungry to, to establish habits that really give life to my body and my soul and my spirit. I was not always that way. Um, I was far, far from that. Let's say 10 years ago, I started my health and fitness journey eight years ago. So definitely it's safe to say that 10 years ago, I was not the habit queen and I'm still not the habit queen. God just continues to refine me and it bring me to a place of submission to him in areas, honestly, that I struggle with the most. And, and that's one thing I want you to hear today. I don't want you to think that, oh, it's easy for Rachel to get up in the morning. It's easy for Rachel to work out. It's easy for Rachel to choose the the salad over the burger and the fries. Listen, every area that I'm going to share with you today is a very specific area of my life that I have struggled with and most likely, honestly, still struggle with a little bit. You know, I always think about Paul and how he said he had that thorn in his flesh and, you know, God, God had not removed it. It was still there. And while I got, I believe that God is a chain breaking God that like Galatians 5, 1 says that he can set you free from things and you don't have to go back to a life of slavery to those things. I also believe that that doesn't mean that it's going to be easy for the rest of your life once God sets you free. Once you're set free, it means that you've put your hope and your trust and your faith and your confidence in him instead of yourself. And that is true freedom for me. So I'm going to go through these seven habits that changed my life. And there are seven. I'm on a seven kick lately. Is that biblical? Maybe I'm just going to start with one that probably is the most important to me. First one was opening God's word before anything else. I will never, ever forget when I was a newer business coach and I heard Michelle Myers of She Works His Way say, don't open Facebook until you've faced the book. And what she was saying is don't open up your social media until you have actually opened up God's word and heard from him. And that just stuck with me. As I was a young uh, believer who was really trying to to get hungry for God, and listen, I am not perfect in this, and there are still some days that I struggle, but one of the things I really strive to do in the mornings is to definitely, definitely open up God's word before I open my messages or before I open Instagram, and that actually just reminded me 
that I never even responded to my prayer partner this morning because I was trying to stay off my phone. That is something that, you know, letting God's word penetrate our hearts first thing in the morning brings peace. When we open up our phone and we start checking our messages and we start checking social media, we instantly are drugged into a either comparison trap or a stressful mindset thinking, oh, I have all these things to do today. I have to get back to this person. I have to answer that email. I have to respond to these messages, right? And it's instantly a state of stress. And we miss, we miss like starting our day with the foundation of God's word. And so what I really try to do is to, I do, obviously I'm on social media, if you follow me in the mornings, but I try to get into the the heart, the meat of what I'm studying each day before I start to post on social media. And sometimes that means I take pictures of my quiet time, that I take pictures of my Bible open in my bed and I post it later. Definitely, definitely. I I am thankful for, and I continue to be hungry for that habit of opening God's word before anything else. Okay. Number two, second habit, becoming a morning person. Now, I know this is not for everyone. And there's honestly a lot of people on social media lately. Maybe I'm just like hyper aware of it, but there's there I've seen a lot of social media influencers saying you don't have to be a morning person. You don't have to have your quiet time in the morning to to be close to God or to be successful. And that's absolutely true. Like without a doubt, I do not believe that you have to do it my way, but I know personally that I'm not going to get my time with God alone later in the day. My brain is open and hungry and clearest first thing in the morning. And I also know it's the only only quiet time that I have throughout my day. My kids are 12 and 13. They don't go to bed early anymore. Like they're, we homeschool. So I'm with them all day long. And so like, literally there is no time that I have to myself all day long. And so I have to fight for that morning time. I have to fight for that quiet time. If I want to, to be able to be filled up in the way that I need to be filled up because I don't function well. I don't hear well amongst the chaos that mama that is just like the kids talking and, and being around me and things like that doesn't distract me. It does. And I crave undistracted time with the Lord. And so it's not even just that it's rooted in that. Like, I love that quiet time with the Lord, but it also gives me a time to just really think about what I want to accomplish that day to, to reflect on the day before, if I didn't get to before I fell asleep and to really plan out, you know, what is this day going to look like and visualize it and, and really be a good steward of the time that God gives me. And so becoming a morning person keeps me from starting the day off feeling like I'm behind. And so I do wake up about four forty-five most mornings and I have a good hour, hour and 15 minutes before I push play on my work out. And that's the other thing. I love to work out undistracted. I love to work out alone. That's why I love my home workouts. And so becoming a morning person helps me achieve those things first thing in the morning that I really feel like set me up well for the day. So that's the habit number two. Third habit is adding strength training to my workout. So if you don't know my story, before I started working out at home and following specific trainer led workout programs, I used to just do a whole lot of cardio (laughs) because I didn't know what else to do. I would ride the elliptical for an hour. I would run and I would just do that on repeat, which is great. That's really healthy. And I, I know we should be doing cardio. I still do those things except the elliptical. I don't do the elliptical anymore. I learned how to lift weights which is why I really wasn't lifting weights before is because I didn't know how. 
And honestly, when I started really learning, I went through a couple of workout programs. All of mine pretty much have incorporated weights, but I started to follow a couple of really weight focused programs and I learned how confidently learned how to lift weights and to continue lift heavier. One, my body really started to change. My body responds really well to weights. And number two, I just got stronger. Like I got stronger, not just like muscle muscular stronger, but I got stronger to do the tasks that I do every single day. Things like picking up groceries at the, at the beginning, my kids were small. Gosh, they've grown up lot since I started, but they were small and I carried them a lot or, you know, had to get them in and out of cars and play with them, you know, play with them and do the things that they wanted to do. And so adding strength training to my workouts, honestly, and truly really, really changed my health. It changed my strength and it changed the shape of my body. And now I love, love, love lifting weights. It's my jam. Okay. That was number three. Habit number four is 10,000 steps a day. So I do aim personally to get in those 10,000 steps a day. I don't always achieve it. Most days I do, but why? Why 10,000 steps a day? Obviously, research says that it's really good for your for your health, for your body, especially as I age. You know, I don't, I'm 42 now. I don't want to become less and less mobile. If anything, I want to become more and more mobile. And 10,000 steps a day really just pushes me out of a sedentary mindset, especially later in the day. So sometimes I get those 10,000 steps in the morning. (laughs) Honestly, I've been doing some longer runs. I'm training for a half marathon. And so some days it's like so easy for me to be able to get those steps in. Other days, I have to force myself to take the dog for a walk in the afternoon or get up and move around. And again, I'm not legalistic about the 10,000 steps in any way, but it's just a good target for me to hit. And I can tell a difference on the days I get 5,000 steps. I'm typically a little bit more sluggish and just don't feel as great. But when I'm moving, my brain is working and it's working clearer and it's working better. And so the 10,000 steps a day, honestly, that's for me more than anything. Um, That was number four. Number five, the fifth habit is getting eating veggies at all my meals. Okay. Now that may sound completely overwhelming to you a little bit, but don't let it be. It's really not as crazy as it sounds for breakfast. Most mornings, especially if I'm at home, I will, ha- I'll make myself some eggs. Um, I use my Royo toast. It's a low carb, low calorie toast. And I really love it. It's very, very clean. Typically I eat like an avocado and some berries, but a lot of times, I'll try to add some something green to my plate, whether it's asparagus that I cooked the night before, or, you know, something roasted from, from earlier in the week. I I like to add potatoes for a carb, a lot of days, but just adding something that is plant-based to my, my breakfast is super, super easy to do. Obviously lunch can be a salad or leftovers from the night before. And at dinner, we always have a vegetable. Now, why? Why would I want vegetables at every meal when I could just eat like oatmeal for breakfast? And I can do that. I obviously am very focused on gut health. If you, if you follow that part of my story, really healing my gut is a big part of my journey right now. And it has been for about a year or two and vegetables 
fiber, nutrient dense fiber filled vegetables are so good for our gut. They're so good for our gut. And also they're very filling. And if I'm filling up on those good nutrient dense foods, then I'm not filling up on the junk. And let's face it, like breakfast is an easy meal to choose junk, to choose a donut or a biscuit or, or even like a pop tart or something like that, you know, but if we're focusing and saying, okay, I want to get veggies in, how can I get veggies in? If you got to eat, If you go to a diner, you know what? You can order toast and eggs and bacon and say, hey, would you add a tomato to my plate? Um, You know, it's really so simple, but I just love the idea. I aim for like five to six servings of veggies a day. And so that is something that has really not only made me healthier, but has kept me from eating a lot of the junk. And really, I just make it my norm. It's my norm. It's my normal. It's what I do. And instead of convincing myself that, oh, it's breakfast, I deserve this carb sugary filled treat. No, I deserve to eat well. I deserve to eat healthy. I deserve to fuel my body with the things that are going to make my brain clear, make my body strong and make um, me the best version of myself that I can be. So that's part of habit number five, eating veggies at all my meals. Okay. (laughs) Habit number six, keeping sugar and alcohol out of my house. Um, And again, this is not perfect. There are obviously my kids eat sugar. Sometimes I do have a bottle of wine in the house, but and know that if I keep it out, then I'm less likely to consume it, especially, especially the things that I crave the most. And I'll be totally transparent that right now, um, it is the week before my cycle is going to start. And that is when, that is when I crave a glass of wine and some cake, just straight up like birthday cake. Like that's what I crave the most. And so if I have that in my house right now, then I'm going to go home and I'm going to feel weak. And when I feel weak and it's there, it's so much easier to grab. Okay. And honestly, these are two things that I don't ever need. Like I don't ever need them in my house. I don't ever need a glass of wine. I don't ever need sugar in my body. Like they are treats and I want to treat them as the treat that they are. Those a lot of treats, but so saving those things for celebrations and things outside of my home is a big deal to me. And it's definitely a habit that I encourage you to adopt to. You won't regret it. All right. Last one, last habit claiming scripture over my strongholds. Now you may think, Rachel, how is this a habit? Like, don't like, what does that look like? So whenever I was really early, really young in my health and fitness journey, um, when I say young, I was like 33, but it was the start of me really getting serious about taking care of my body. I started to read the book made to crave. I've talked about this a lot by Lisa Turkers, and it really, really opened my eyes to inviting God into the struggle with what I put in my body. And so I started to like take some of those scripture verses that really spoke to me, that really helped me, that really helped me turn North. Like I talk about so much and I just started to put them all over my house. Like I put them in my kitchen. I put them in my pantry. I put them on my refrigerator. I put them on my bathroom mirror. I put them in my car, you know, obviously, I mean, like for me being in the car, driving past places that I could eat is a huge temptation. And so I would just put scripture in places where I tended to need the most reminding. And so that was something, honestly, while I don't, I don't have, I do still have scriptures up in my house, honestly, but I don't need them as much because I've learned and made a habit of hiding God's word in my heart and recalling those scripture verses when temptation hits or when doubt hits or when fear hits. And so that is definitely, definitely one of my favorite 
favorite habits that, that I've adopted. And honestly, you can do this in any area of life. If you are struggling in a marriage relationship, if you're trying to conceive and it's hard, if you're trying to adopt and it's hard, if you have a, a troubled teen and parenting right now is just really difficult, you know, put scripture verses throughout your house and claim God's truth over the lies that Satan wants to fill you with every single day. God's word will not return void. We know that it is sharper than a two-edged sword. It will convict. It will, it will bring you to a place where you're like, I only need Jesus. Like I only need Jesus to help me through this. And it is just take that piece of advice for me, please make that a habit in your life. So that's it. Those are my seven habits. I promise this will be really quick, really brief, really short, but I do pray. I encourage you to pray. I encourage you to pray over your, your habits, like the good ones and the bad ones, because we have them both. And I'm a big believer in taking the bad habits and replacing them with good ones. Right. And so these are just some ideas. If you're struggling in any area of life of, of seven habits that you can make your new norm and push out of your life, push out of your day today, the bad habits that are not getting you to where you want to be. Um, as always, thank you so much for your feedback. I love when you leave a review on the podcast, when you share these podcast episodes and tag me. Oh, I just, it just fills my soul. And it's often you, you don't know it, but it's often confirmation from God that, that I'm doing what he has called me to do. So don't hesitate to leave a review, um, share this with a friend, share it on social media and tag me. I'll make sure to share it and tag you as well. And sister, just go out there and live on mission for Christ today from the time you wake up to the time that you go to bed. Let's be women whose feet are on the ground doing the work that he has created us to do. See you soon.